0: Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we're going to be talking about all the events from the weekend of August 1st through the 3rd of 2020. And we are going to get started with the British royal family because the Belgian royals had no events over the weekend. Saturday in the UK there were several events leading up to the 2020 uh Football Association Cup game m- match I don't know what a soccer is it a soccer game or is it a soccer match anyway the soccer game cuz I'm american that's what i'm going to call it um so in the morning there was an interview released of the duke of cambridge with the coach of England's national football team uh, where they talked about things relating to mental health and football and the how British football culture is more hard than the other than other cultures out there. Um, like it's very I guess... Um, the good old boys club, kind of like American football, like where it's just, it's stigma to have poor mental health days. Um, and so William and this coach, uh, whose first name is Garth and last name, I don't remember. Um, I didn't write it down. Whoops. Um, but his first name is Garth and they talked about that experience. Um, And then later in the day was the FA Cup final. Um, And so the FA Cup or the Football Association Cup this year, and maybe forever, has been renamed the Heads Up FA Cup. Um, And so that is to promote mental health conversations across the UK, um, specifically with men. So um, William held a socially distant football association cup viewing party where he invited first responders and charity employees, all men, um, in a, a pretty small group. And like I said, it was socially distanced to the grounds of Sandringham, which is where William and Kate um, have their, like, country residence, Amner Hall, um, on the grounds of Sandringham. So he held this party for viewing, um, with these people, and they watched the football match together, and everything about it is so amazing, um, The whole lead-up this this past week has been for this game. Um, Really, William had the focus of the royal family this week, um, all in regards to this game. So that was all fantastic. Um, During the game, it was great at the very end. um, If you know anything about UK football, uh, it was Chelsea Football Club and Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal ended up winning the game. And when the trophy was handed out, uh, William said, that's why you need the FA president there. Apparently someone was struggling to hand out the trophy and William, as the uh, football association president, would have traditionally handed this out. But because there are no, um, there was no attendance at the game, it was, (laughs) you know, he wasn't there to hand it out because that would be weird. Um... And so he made, like, a funny dad joke about that. And it was just, like, such a fantastic event. Um, it brought me so much joy on Saturday night to, like, see all of that coming um, out into the press and just seeing those releases. It was just fantastic. Um, and so that is what was going on in the UK this weekend. All really, really fantastic stuff. Um, and so we'll see what the British Royals bring us for the next week. Who knows? Um, and so with that, we are going to move on to Spain while skipping the Danes and the Dutch and the Norwegians um, because there were no events going on there. So let's go on to Spain. Spain. In Spain this morning, okay, preface, we're going to do the normal stuff first, and then if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know there's some drama, um, so we're going to do the normal part of the rundown first, and then we're going to talk about the nonsense. Um, so this morning, King Felipe visited the military emergency unit, um, which is a obviously a military... Um, that does different kinds of um, emergency responding. So medical, uh, fire, health crisis, all of those different things are kind of compiled into one uh, center for the military. Um, So Felipe was there touring the facility and then um, learning about all the operations that the um, UME carries out, and the UME is a acronym for the Spanish name, which would be a unit of military emergencies translated to English. Um, so, that was the morning. And then, oh, guys, and then, I'm going to curse. I probably will have to, for the first time, put an explicit marking on this podcast. Um, and then, shit hit the fan. There is no other way to say that. I'm sorry. Um, I am still a little, I haven't processed all of this yet. Um, I'm hoping talking about it helps me process it a little bit. Um, and have a fuller understanding of what's going on. Um, but today Today, it was announced that King Juan Carlos will be leaving Spain permanently. <laughs> so, Casa Real, or the royal house, sent a press release this morning, this afternoon um, that shared a letter that Juan Carlos wrote for King Felipe, um, which I'm going to read. It's not very long. Obviously this is a translated version. I think it is translated correctly. Um, so I'm going to go just read that and then talk about it a little bit. So it says, your majesty, dear Felipe, With the same desire for service to Spain that inspired my reign, and in the face of public repercussion that certain past events in my private life are generating, I wish to express to you my utmost availability to contribute to facilitating the exercise of your functions from the the calmness and tranquility that requires your high responsibility. My legacy and my own dignity as a person is what they demand of me. A year ago, I expressed my will and desire to stop attending institutional activities. Now, guided by the conviction of providing the best service to the Spanish, their institutions, and you as king, I am communicating my thoughtful decision to move at this time outside of Spain. A decision I make with deep feeling but with great serenity. I've been king of Spain for almost 40 years, and during all of them, I have always wanted the best for Spain and for the crown. With my loyalty forever, with the love and affection of always, your father. So that is the letter that Juan Carlos sent to his son, the now king. Um, so this has been a... Option that has been on the table for about a month, maybe a little bit longer, um, when all of Juan Carlos's shady stuff started coming out. Um, As of right now, that is the only information that Casa Real has published. I would imagine that is all they're going to say. Um, Just knowing what I know now after doing this for eight months, um, seven months, this is this is it. Like, that's all they're going to share. Um, it is being reported in other parts of the Spanish media world that this is a choice agreed upon by Felipe, Juan Carlos, and the government of Spain um, as a manageable solution to the problem. Um, It talks about in this letter that Juan Carlos is going to be available to any investigations, which he is under investigation at the moment um, by the Spanish Supreme Court. Well, He's not under official investigation. They're investigating if there's enough to put him under an official investigation. Um, so he has said he will make himself available to that. Um, and that that's that's the letter. So also in this statement from Casa Real um, is a blurb of um, information from King Felipe. So it says, the King Felipe being the King in this context wishes to emphasize the historical importance of, that his father's reign represents as a legacy and political and institutional work of service to Spain and to democracy. And at the same time, he wants to reaffirm the principles and values on which it was based within the framework of our constitution and the rest of the legal system. So, basically, Felipe wants to focus on the good and not the bad. Um, And so, this is, you know, the truth. Spain would not be a country, like, a democracy country that it is today without Juan Carlos. Um, When he became king after the dictator died... Um, after Francisco Franco died, he went against what everyone thought he was going to do in continuing Franco's regime, and he made the country democratic. The country was allowed to become a secular state versus a Catholic state. Um, It held elections. It... uh, I mean, it wouldn't be (laughs) the political disaster that it is today um, without Juan Carlos, but like there is a benefit to democracy. I'm American. There's no way I can say that there isn't. Um, And so Felipe wants to focus on that and not necessarily these terrible actions, but reaffirms that Felipe is different. He's much more transparent. He's much more um, open with his dealings, um, than his father. And so it talks about that. Um, and so that is, those are the facts, right? Like there's going to be a lot of drama around this and, um, questions regarding, you know, where, um, how's it being paid for? Like, those things are going to come up. Um, one of the questions that I've had is what happens to the former queen, Queen Sofia, um, Juan Carlos's wife. It seems as though it's being reported that she will be staying in Spain. Um, this does not surprise me one bit. Um, she, one, is very, very popular in Spain, but, like, she and Juan Carlos do not have a, <laughs> a marriage where they live together. I don't want to go any further into that, but, like, this all started because a mistress has brought down Juan Carlos. Let's be very clear. Um, so, Sofia is staying in Spain, according to the news in Spain. Um, there's some other stuff going on, but... If you remember in January when another royal decided that he and his family would no longer be working members of the royal family and would be leaving the country, I stopped talking about them. This is very hard for me because I. Love Spain. I love learning about Spanish culture and politics and Juan Carlos being in basically exile. Exile has not been used by anyone in the royal household. I want to make that very clear. But basically, being in exile is something that I would love to talk about. However, This podcast is focused on current working royals and their daily engagements. So, unless Casa Real, or the Spanish royal household of King Felipe, shares any more information, this is it. Juan Carlos is... Not in this picture anymore. He is out of Spain. It, it's over. Um, and so that means for this podcast, he and his drama and his lawsuits and court cases and all of that are going to be non existent on this podcast. Um, like I said, that's really hard for me. I think that's why I'm having a hard time knowing how to talk about this. Um, is because I love talking about it. Like, I feel like I understand enough of it that I talk about it. But that is no longer the case for this podcast. So um, unless Casa Real announces anything else, this will be the last time that I talk about Juan Carlos, unless it's in a historical context, um, similar to what I did... Um, early on, uh, I guess in March or April, I gave like a rundown of, um, royal families. So if I do something like that, again, his name is going to come up. Um, but if I don't, (laughs) you know, this, this is it. So that happened today. Um, I also would just like to point out that when I started this podcast, I thought this year was going to be amazing. I was so looking forward to being a royal watcher and having a podcast about it. And I still love having a podcast about it. But since then, since I started this podcast, um, a couple royals have uh, left the royal families that they belong to. the olympics got canceled, coronavirus happened. Um you know what a year. And I think that goes for literally every industry, but wow, what a year for being a royal watcher. Um And so that is that is what was going on in Spain. I'm now going to move on to Sweden where I thought would be the biggest thing that I was going to talk about. But alas, they weren't. Um so let's go on to Sweden. saturday a <clears throat> video was released of crown princess victoria giving a virtual speech to the stockholm pride parade this is a big deal because it is a royal supporting something that used to be controversial now i am of the mind that this is no longer that controversial in the majority of the world. Um, and I say that as a member of this community, of the LGBTQI+, I think is the right acronym. Um, like, I am a part of that community. But I don't feel like it's super controversial anymore. Um, especially in Scandinavia. Um, but... It is a big deal when you're a royal and you're talking about it. Um, So Victoria has been an advocate for LGBTQI plus rights um, publicly since 2013. It was the first time she made an appearance um, at what was called a gay gala. um, And she got a very long standing ovation. It's one of the first things that I saw from her. Uh, Well, I guess that's not true because I had been following her for like two years at that point. But it's one of the first memorable things from the Swedish royal family that I saw. Um, and then just January of this year, she and Prince Daniel went to a LGBTQI plus center, um, like a community center. And then Saturday, she gave the speech for Stockholm Pride, um, where she really, I mean... My love for Crown Princess Victoria really knows like no bounds. Um but this was one of those moments where it was just like, "Oh yeah, you're fantastic. Uh, why did I forget that?" Um so this speech, I mean, it was very supportive. Um, so there's a quote. Um, I'm not going to read you the whole thing. Um, it's not super long, and there I will post a video on the dailyroyal.com that has English subtitles um, so you can read the whole thing. But there is this moment, this quote, um, that really was like the quote, and it says, If you are one of those who cannot or dare not to be open about who you are, I just want you to know one thing. You have the right to be exactly who you are. And there are many of us who stand behind you. I stand behind you. Which, like, wow. <laughs> um, I mean, that is just so telling of who she is and what she believes in the best way possible. Um, and so... I wish that were the big news of the day. I really do. Um, And maybe I'll be able to talk more about it um, tomorrow if things are pretty slow because this just, this isn't enough time. Um, But I know this podcast is really long. So I'm going to go ahead and end it on that. um, And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great day and I'll talk to you then. Bye.